I'm losing it. Yes, welcome to I'm Losing It. I am your host, Brian Kroc, and of course, I like talking to people. But this is not an interview that I actually set up. And in fact, it was set up by my significant other, Jessica. Hi. Who is here with me today? I'm just your producer now. You are just my producer, who is slowly but surely taking over my show. Well, it's like you never do anything with it. That's if not I, true. If I don't I light, just do things last minute. I'm just saying, if I don't light the fire under your you-know-what, like there's no podcast that comes out. That's not true. I'll, I'll make something. I'll make it work. Yeah, I'll, you'll just talk into a mic and say the same thing thing over and over again. Yeah, that's what people want to hear. Mm-hmm. That's not true. But we do have a guest on today and we teased this guest. Uh, that sounded bad. Uh, we teased having this guest on uh, a while ago uh, for uh, a lovely interview after we interviewed the other person that she is uh, closely associated with. This sounds really weird. Yes. <laughs> that was very vague. It was very vague. Also, I think we teased having her on the podcast before we actually asked her to be on the podcast. That is quite possibly true. Uh, but as a lot of you guys know, uh, I interviewed uh, Dylan from Well Your World. Well, we now have on the one and only Reeves, who is like, what, what would you consider yourself to be a part in the Well Your World community? Um, I don't know. <laughs> Randomly, like, I like to, I like to give myself different titles on LinkedIn from time to time. Nobody notices, but uh, <laughs> I think the current one says director of creative content. Awesome. So that sounds really important. I'm kind of like in a similar boat as you, Jessica, where I'm the producer, but I make my way on screen most times. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, Well, we really wanted to have you on because I feel like a lot of people know a lot of stuff about Dylan, but let's be honest. Everyone loves Reeves. Reeves is the more popular part of this. Reeves is the heart of the show. (laughs) (laughs) Don't tell Dylan that. Dylan is the brains. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. No, I, I find it actually fascinating because... Because, you know, obviously we watched Dylan on his channel before you were a part of it. And, you know, it, it was good. It was great content. And, you know, he was always real informative and, and all that. But I feel like the moment that you stepped in, there was just this new life to the whole thing. And, and you you bring out a side of him that I think didn't come out before. Like a little more mm-hmm. goofy side of him, which is like you know, people, people like that. And so I, I, I think the, the show, well, your world has gone to the next level with your, with the addition of you, but I want to get to know you a little bit more. And so that's what this is all about. We're not, we're not talking about Dylan today. (laughs) (laughs) So awesome. So tell us first, so you've been eating this way, this pl- whole food plant-based way much longer, I think even than Dylan has, right? Like, tell us how you first got into it. Yeah, I've been telling people I've been eating this way for six years, for probably about three or four years now. You know, so where you could just it's stuck been 10 at this now. number. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but really, I kind of got into this way of eating because I honestly, growing up, I, I never cooked. I was never taught how to cook. 
you know, I went to college, I ate the dorm food. And when I wasn't in the dorms, we ate Taco Bell and like the meals that you just like throw together. Um, and then once I got out on my own, I'm like, wait a second, I don't know how to cook a darn thing. And like nothing makes sense culinary in the kitchen. And I remember like buying a bag of lentils and just being like, how do I actually cook this? And what is this for? Um, so I started to try to like experiment in the kitchen and figure out what I was doing. And I cooked meat at home. I, I was prior to this, I loved meat. I loved red meat. I, I wasn't one of those, you know, plant-based people that were like, oh, I was never really into it. No, I was big time. But once I started to cook it in my home, I just got super grossed out and it didn't make sense to me like if you should cook the, do you cook the meat first and then the veggies in the pan or the veggies first and cross-contamination and all this stuff. So I was kind of like trying to look for information to clarify this problem for me. And my brother and I got into watching a few documentaries. I think the first one we watched was fat, sick and nearly dead. And we went on the whole juicing craze and whatnot. Um, and then I think I watched Forks Over Knives and then I got a hold of the search solution and read that. And I just was like immediate overnight. I'm like, this is the way that I'm going to do it. This makes so much sense. And now I don't have to worry about like pour pouring oil in my pan. I guess I was like really OCD about cooking because I'm like, ew, the oil's dirty and the meat's dirty. And <laughs> it just, it made so much sense. So I was happy to find that information. And I found it right when I was learning how to cook. So I never really had to unlearn how to do anything. That makes a lot of sense, actually. That's that's kind of cool because uh, I was taught how to cook by my mom uh, in the beginning. And then I sort of self-taught myself after that by watching like uh, Alden Brown, you know, Good Eats mm -hmm. and like uh, other cooking shows like that. Uh, and so for me, when I first got started cooking a whole food plant-based diet, it was, it was definitely a learning curve of like, okay, well, how do I actually do all of this? Because the thing that I always focused on before was the meat of whatever it happened to be. And so, uh, learning how to cook vegetables was, was its own challenge. Learning how to cook vegetables without oil was a completely separate challenge. And mm -hmm. then, uh, simultaneously trying to figure out how to develop flavors without overly utilizing salt or, or sodium in some capacity. And so like that, it's really cool that you actually sort of developed that method because you had to really like right. just because you were learning how to actually do it at the time. And I felt, I felt kind of silly being so old and not knowing how to cook, but it actually worked out to my benefit. So yeah. Yeah, and it's interesting that you bring up like the weirdness of the oil and the meat and the contamination and all that because we always say all the time it's just it's like if you think about even just doing the dishes now, it's so much easier because there's no oil, there's no like just cleaning up after you're done cooking, like it's just so much better when you cook this way because there's not that film of just stuff all over everything. So it's, it's, it's definitely, I, I love this way of eating. I love the fact that Brian cooks for me most of the time. Cause I don't, I still really don't know how to cook, but I know how to bake. <laughs> she can follow recipes. 
I can follow <laughs> recipes. I literally will pull up our website and be like, okay, I'm going to make chili and like follow our recipe. Like what, why not? Um, but so, okay. So you were off doing your, your plant-based thing. So how did you find the one and only Dylan? <laughs> how did you guys meet? Um, so, you know, it's, it's really funny because I, I was always into the plant-based stuff. You know, I always watched other people's YouTube videos. I read the books and I was always like, I was becoming more and more involved in the community and wanting to go to these conferences and whatnot. Not really. Cause I, you know, I didn't need to, I just wanted to. And it wasn't even that I really even needed to know the information. I just wanted to be around people that were kind of, you know, ate the same way as me. And, um, <laughs> I ended up, I joined chef AJ's group and she did a conference in Vegas it used to be over Labor Day weekend. And I met a couple gals in her group and we became really close friends and we met up at this conference. And so that, that was really cool and fun. And we decided to do it again next year. And then the next year we went and that is where I met Dylan at Chef AJ's conference. That's funny. So did you, so you were living, you grew up in some, some suburb of, of Chicago, right? Somewhere yeah. around there. So that's where you were living at the time. Mm -hmm. So I also want to know, I feel like you just have all these really interesting things that you've done. So your, isn't your Instagram handle like Reeves on trapeze? What does that mean? Explain that to me. <laughs> There's, I feel like there, you had this whole other life going on before, you know, obviously you had a life, but like, what were you doing before you, you ended up joining up with Dylan and doing well, your world and all that stuff? Well, I guess professionally and, you know, for fun, I was just basically doing and trying about anything you could do or try. Mm. Um, my, yeah, my handle on Instagram is Reeves on trapeze because doing circus stuff and aerial stuff is you know, one of my passions, one of my biggest hobbies, I actually have right here in my room, a Lyra that I'm trying to hook up to our house in a way that is safe. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it kind of goes along with the story of, you know, how I got into, you know, starting to meet people in the plant-based world was, you know, I tried so many different things professionally and I kind of, you know, I'm, I have like a really open personality. So I want to like give things a try and know that they're not for me before I move on to the next thing. And because of that, I looked like a job hopper. Like if, if you could see a list of like all the jobs I've ever had, you know, it was hard to get hired because people would be like, oh, well, you're not very reliable. You're just going to stick around for six months and leave. And it's like, yeah, well, I just may very well leave if this isn't a good fit for me. And nobody seems to really understand, you know, understand that. Um, yeah. And that's a, that I think there's so many people who just stay in a job and just, you know, I've, I've been guilty of doing it in my life, but like you just, you just, don't, you don't, people don't like change and they don't like getting out of their comfort zone. And so even though, this job isn't the greatest, you know, thing that they, they see themselves doing for the next five years, 10 years, whatever, they just mm -hmm. stay. And so I actually find that to be quite fascinating. And like, I, I admire the fact that 
you're willing to leave the comfort of a job and say, Hey, you know what? This isn't the right thing for me. I'm going to do something different. Yeah. And it was hard because, you know, I would tell my friends, Oh, Hey, I got a new job and I'd be excited about it probably because it paid a little more or had a little more opportunity. And they'd be like, yeah, what else is new? And I'm like, oh, okay, well, <laughs> you know, I don't blame them. That's what, you know, they see what they see. Yeah. But I was really just trying to find something that fit in with my personality. And it was hard. I kept going from, you know, like a professional nine to five type job. And then I would go back. I, you know, I worked in the restaurant industry for so long. So I would just go back to that. And then I would switch back and forth and try it again and then go back. And it got to the point where it's like, well, maybe I'm the problem, you know, maybe everyone was right. And I just, I just don't fit in anywhere and can't like find success. But I still was like in the back of my mind knew that if I kept looking, I'd find something that fit my personality, but would also like fit my passions. And it was funny because, you know, I really like to, it sounds nerdy, but I like to study (laughs) plant-based nutrition And I knew a lot about that. And I really like to study uh, psychology is what I formally got my degree in. And I always said to myself, one of these days, I'm going to find a job that has to do with those things and not the things that like my resume or my degree point to me actually doing. So (laughs) when I met Dylan in Vegas, he was kind of like, you know, getting to know him and whatnot, he was expressing that, you know, he's a small startup and that, you know, he could really use some help in like the creative side doing X, Y, Z. And my ears perked up because I was like, oh, you know, maybe I should be marketing myself to these people, these, you know, startup smaller entrepreneurs, because they're going to be more flexible with the things that I want to do professionally. So I started to like, pitch myself almost to him. And I'd be like, you know what, I could probably help you out with that. And I could probably help you out with that. But at the same time, and I was just telling him about this a couple hours ago, actually, I'm like, at the same time, you know, I was interested in him. And I was I didn't know which one I should present. I was like, should I give him my resume? Or should I give him my phone number? (laughs) Do both. Why not? I know. That's funny. (laughs) But I was nervous. Here is why you should date me. (laughs) (laughs) I gotta say, I totally relate to what you're talking about, though. Uh, I've always considered myself a jack of all trades and a master of none. Uh, Mm -hmm. I bounced around to different jobs just trying to figure out what I could or couldn't do. Uh, and even, even other things that I like to study, like you, you said, you like to research things. Well, I like to research every random thing that, that happens to pop up. I mean, you, you name it, like, uh, legal stuff, paleontology, botany uh, was, was weird one for me for a little while, uh, which is crazy because I can't, it's like, I've never actually had a garden in my life or anything. And so, but it was still just weird, (laughs) like under trying to learn about like the biology of plants and stuff. Uh, but you know, I, I kept learning all of these different things and I never really found a place to utilize any of my skills. My job history was pretty pathetic. And, uh, and then I went to school, I went back to school, got my degree in music technology and then ended up working in radio. And it was just like the second I got into radio, like everything else just sort of clicked for me. 
And it all like fell into place. And I was just like, this is a place that I can actually fit in. Like, these are people that I get along with. They understand what, like my mindset, they understand the sort of the craziness that goes on with that. And then that all worked out great. And then I was audio, uh, editing audio all the time and doing all that. And then later on, it turns out that a lot of those same skills transferred over extremely nicely doing YouTube stuff. And like, it became just this whole other set set of, of uh, you know, passion for me to, to get all that stuff done. And then to be able to do it with Jessica, like just was amazing to me. So I, I totally mm-hmm. relate to the story that, that you just told. Like I, I, I was there, I know exactly what that was. And it feels like such a relief, right? Yeah. Cause it's like, you're searching and searching for something, but you don't really know it will ever come. And then it does. And you're like, okay, I'm glad that, you know, my path had an end <laughs> Yeah. for a while. I thought it was just a circle that I was just going to keep going round and round in. Yeah. But I totally get what you were saying. The, like the thought of like, is something wrong with me? Am I the problem here? And then mm-hmm. it turns out that it's not, it's not that you are the problem. It's the fact that you haven't found that tribe of people that you haven't found that thing that sort of you, you fit into that, that puzzle piece that you are fitting into, into the right spot. And it's an amazing thing when it actually does come about. Yeah, I would always, you know, I would start a job and I would love it at first because that's the thing. I love learning. So I would love it at first because you're in training mode. And then after a while, they would just, you know, shove you aside and and say, just do this job infinitely and don't, you know, don't make a peep. But I was like always wanting to make a peep. I'm like, wait, but I want to learn more and I want to do more things. And they're like, but that's not in your role. Be quiet. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so then I would get annoyed and then I would look like a bad worker because I honestly wasn't invested. Yeah. Nope. Completely understand that one. Uh, the other one that always got me that just angered me actually was when somebody was like, uh, told me the phrase, well, that's the way we've always done it. And I'm just like, no, no, that's not the way my mind works. My mind is automatically thinking of four other things that you can do differently to, to try and achieve a different goal or whatever it is. They may not work, but at least let me try. Let me try and figure out something different, but nope, nobody cares. They want you to do that job and just keep pushing those buttons. (laughs) <laughs> so, so um, as you got more involved in the Well Your World stuff, what was the first thing that you kind of took over or how did you how did you guys figure that out? Um, well, I guess the first thing I took over would be we kind of did it in stages and I don't know. I don't really think we sat down and did it intentionally. It kind of just organically happened. So the first thing he gave me as a task was just to kind of take over and organize his live cooking show while your weekend. So I took that project on and kind of like, you know, made it more efficient and made it work better. And when I first moved here, I was still working in restaurants because I still wanted to have, you know, that thing that was kind of like mine during that transition period. Um, but then, you know, <laughs> pandemic happened, COVID happened, and then we were all homebound. So once we were stuck at home and I, you know, I didn't have an outside job anymore, then that was like the moment where a bunch more got thrown at me at the perfect time because I had the time to actually take it on. Um, so it started with the live cooking show and then it was like, trying to plan out the YouTube videos and then it was editing. So 
I, you know, slowly but surely, I pulled all of the creative things away from Dylan. <laughs> yeah, and I don't, I, I think it's just amazing because I, you know, obviously doing a YouTube channel, people just do not realize like everything that goes into some of the doing the videos and the planning. And it's just, it just, I don't know. And I'm one of those people, like I never realized like looking on the outside, it's like, Oh yeah, you know, we'll make a YouTube channel. We'll make you just some- record stuff onto a camera yeah. and then post it. <laughs> we'll make, it's like we'll that simple. Some, we'll make some videos, but it's <laughs> like, there's so much more that goes into doing this and producing this content. And you really do have to, you know, love what you're doing to do this. And also you're, you're putting yourself out there in the public and you're, you know, you're going to get those comments. You're going to get all the judgment of everybody and all the, you know, and we're, we're really lucky in that. I think, I don't know, 95% of our comments are pretty nice, but the 5% that aren't, you're like, Ooh, those are the ones that stick in your head. Um, Mm -hmm. and so I think people don't realize like how, how hard it actually is to do this stuff and put yourself out there. So how did you, I know, I, I feel like it was kind of just like this organic kind of slower transition of you going from showing up on some of the live shows every once in a while to being more part of the actual videos. So how did that, Mm -hmm. that just kind of naturally happen? Or was there a moment where you're like, Oh, were you uncomfortable with the idea at first? Or how did, how did that go come about? Um, well, I, you know, I would say I was really nervous at first to be part of the videos and, you know, I wasn't sure because the way we kind of Dylan and I kind of got together on this, you know, love and work relationship roller coaster, you know, I was, I was nervous to kind of show up and then, you know, what if something happened and, you know, I, you know, I didn't want to put him in that position, but I was also nervous to be on camera. Like it doesn't make any sense because it's just like this inanimate object. But once it's on and recording, you just know, and I'm, you freeze up and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I haven't felt stage fright in years, you know? Um, so I think it was just a matter of doing it, you know, little by little. I remember he put me on the, um, so on the Well Your Weekend cooking show, there weren't, you know, it's a smaller group in a more private setting. So that's kind of where I started to show up first. But I remember like the first episode we did together, I like barely made a peep. It's just, so it's just a matter of getting used to it. And now I'm just like, hey, I'm here and I have things to say and I'm going to talk over you and it's okay because it's our dynamic and people are here to kind of, you know, hang out and have fun with us. Yeah, you guys can't interrupt each other. That's not allowed. Yeah, we never. Get, we get so much flack for that. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it's like, it's, it's interesting doing this as a couple. Um, we actually, I don't know, we never realized that our skill sets would would actually go so well together. Like the things that I'm good at are the things that he's not so good at and vice versa. And so it works out really well for us. But I think I would imagine on your end, you were joining this show. Like we started this show together and so we created Mm -hmm. whatever it was. So I would imagine just the coming into something that was already an entity and then figuring out how it looks now that you're that, you know, it just kind of would present its own set of challenges. Right. And it's still hard because you will get, you know, you get a riot array of comments of people saying, oh, we're so glad you're here. And then other people saying we miss when it was just the Dylan show, (laughs) you know. So it's just like you're never going to please everybody. 
Yeah, um, that's, that's the important but, thing to remember. You're never going to please everybody. That's definitely true. <laughs> <laughs> but it goes back to what you were saying. It's like we work so hard doing this and we're doing it for people. You know, part of the reason I kind of really enjoy it now that I'm over the nervousness stage is, you know, I really liked being a server because I liked serving people. And that was almost like you were always on display in that role, too. So it's just like at the end of the day, it's still it's still hard work. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's definitely what keeps us going is the fact that we know we're helping people and that spreading, you know, we wish we'd found this way of eating and this lifestyle way earlier than we did. And so we are, you know, it's like now that you kind of like you feel like, you know, the secret now and you want to you want other people to know the secret. And so it doing the YouTube videos and stuff is just a way for us to spread that. And if we can have fun and, you know, make a living off of it in some way, then so be it. But um, the, the, that's, oh, that's always been kind of the weird part for me is because we started out, we were just doing this for fun. We had no idea what the heck we were doing. We were just making crazy videos. We're like, whatever. And then people started watching them. So we're like, okay, well, I guess people want to see us make videos, but, um, but yeah, it is, it is a, a balance because as I feel like as it becomes more of a, um, a business in a sense, which, you know, with well, your world, there's so much more than just the YouTube channel. You guys have got the sauces and the, all the, you know, you're selling actually products and stuff like that. And you've got, you've, mm-hmm. you've got way more, you know, we're just over here making videos and you guys have got all your stuff going on. But, um, it is weird though, because you feel, you feel weird, like turning it into a business because it is a passion and you just want to share. But what people I don't think realize is, if people like us can make a business out of doing this, then that just means we can spread this message more because we, you know, at the end of the day, we all need to eat ourselves and make some kind of money. Um, and so it's been an interesting with Brian and I trying to balance like our full-time jobs and do this, you know, there's definitely been moments where we're like, well, we could go more all in on this and then, you know, pandemic happens and now I don't have a job. So I'm like, okay, Mm -hmm. I guess I'll, I'll put more into this, but, but how do you, how do you find like balancing out the business side and like the, the, the passion for doing it and, and all of that? I mean, really Dylan has like hard cutoff times during the day because, you know, if, if, if it were left up to me, I would just be like working well into the night. But, and there's been weeks where we've had to do that and just like override that rule. But you can't, you can't do it that way because you're always like working towards this end, but you could get like perpetually stuck in this working towards this end. And then the goal gets bigger and bigger. And it's just like, we need to take some time out to enjoy our lives during the process so we kind of it's it's weird and funny because you know i i like this job because it's not like a typical job and you know i can kind of like set my own you know hours and this and that but at the end of the day we kind of do it just like a regular job we almost work like nine to five and we're like after five o'clock it's we're switching gears you know it's different mode yeah i definitely need to get on that train because right now i'm just like all. we get started at five i'm just like all over the board well and (laughs) and brian's still doing his regular job so it's like 
I don't know, it's still this weird thing. But for me, I'm not adjusting very well to the whole work from home, like do this as my job kind of thing. And so um, I always keep telling myself I need to like set a time, sit at my desk and do this and then be done with it. But it's so easy to let it just kind of absorb your entire life because it, Mm -hmm. like you said, there's, there is no end. Like, it's not like a job where you can, you can check off all the little, you're like, okay, I did my checklist. I did my 10 things, go home for the night. Like there's so many more things you could do. There's more, you know, there's just, it doesn't end. And, um, and before, like in my regular job, I do marketing and, uh, a lot of like, I was for a while, not so much anymore lately, but I was doing a lot of like social media posting and stuff like that. Like you could, you could, post I mean you can you can do that until you're blue in the face like you can keep posting stuff on social media there is no end to social media and so like for my part of it I handle like the website stuff the social media all that like I could be on Instagram stories all the time posting stuff but I have Mm -hmm. had to learn that I also need my own life and like there has to be a line somewhere but it's hard because we try to be like as real and transparent as possible but there you know and so we want to share everything with our audience but there does have to be a line so it's 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 crazy but yeah right yeah I think that was like the big hurdle you know once we were both like in it full time trying to like figure stuff out um you know setting a schedule and I have done those weeks where like I've worked into the night or I found out something new I could be doing and you know, you just, you, you go, you get burnt out, you know, it, it, you know, it helps a little bit, but then it starts to just like decline. So we actually, the podcast we had on last week, this, that we just recorded the same day as this one, we actually recruited a new member for the Sprouts band. Uh, <gasps> oh, know, really? And you're the, you're the co-manager of the band. So I got a, um, <laughs> I guess I got to let you in on this one, but we found a bass player. Yeah. So, nice. Yes. So chef Chris Berkey, we had, who we had on that we were just telling you about before we started recording, uh, which everyone have, will have already heard his episode. He plays bass. He actually plays. A ton he plays of, a bunch of different instruments. Of, yeah, yeah. But he plays bass. And I told him, I was like, this is happening. It's happening in Vegas. It's, <laughs> it's a thing. <laughs> So yeah. So for those of you who don't know, me and me and Reeves are co-managers of a band called the, the Sprouts. Uh, the band consists. I don't. Who all is in the band nowadays? Everyone. <laughs> Brian? Uh, there's there's uh, me, uh, Tom from Nutmeg Notebook, mm-hmm. Dylan on on saxophone, uh, Jill and Jeff Dalton oh, yeah, from yeah. Uh, Whole Food Plant Based Cooking Show. Uh, Chef AJ said she plays the nose flute, so I guess flute, I guess she yeah. can be on there too. And then now we've recruited uh, Chef Chris uh, on on a variety of other instruments, and the band is just going to keep growing. It's just that simple. Yes, this is this is becoming quite the band. So you know, we just need to keep amassing members so that once like pandemics all blown over and whatnot, we can do like a giant benefit concert. Yes, I love it. In Vegas, it's happening 2022 or something. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever we can get it all together. But I just love, I, I don't know, I, I I love the idea of the band. And everyone just seems to think it's like this, it's not happening, but it's totally happening. 
it's going to be like a plant-based fire festival. Like, is it actually happening? Wow. Yes, you went there. There will be a documentary someday. (laughs) How would you market like if it was, because you just, instead of calling it like fire festival, you just call it like plant festival, but you can't have an A. It's got to be like something else. Like, I don't know, like a Y or something. I don't freaking know. Oh my goodness. But so what, tell us, okay, so what are you actually, so you're, are you doing all the editing for the videos now? Have you taken that completely away from Dylan? Yeah. If he won't even, I told him today, I was like, Hey, there's like two minutes left in this video. If you want to edit with me. And he's like, no, show me it when it's done. <laughs> That's funny. So do you, have you, did do you edit video at all before this? Or do, is this just all stuff that you've learned? Just trial and error doing it. No, I I never did anything like that. I and I wasn't even really that computer savvy before this. So I had to learn how to do a lot of things. Yeah, so um I think that I don't know. I feel like when we started the channel, I I told Brian I was not going to edit. I had done some video editing and he he picked up that, but it's it, I it's definitely a I don't know. Sometimes I feel like when I would sit down, I'd have all the footage and I'd be like, when I was doing video editing before, like, am I going to be able to make this into something that's good? And it was kind of anxious, but then every time it kind of turned out to be its own little masterpiece of its own sort. And so how do you, Mm -hmm. do you enjoy that process or do you, does it, you know, how do you, how do you do that? You know, it kind of just depends on how much of a time crunch we're in. Because, you know, we we get into problems where I feel like there's the, I guess, like the social media, well, your world community side. And then there's like the well, your world product business side. And sometimes one will take over the other. So, I mean, if it were up to me, I wish that I had all the time in the world to think of and edit a video and I had to learn that, you know, way in the beginning that sometimes like what it looks like in your brain you can't get it to look like uh, as a video, like that creative artistic process. You just have to kind of be okay with what the end result's going to be, even if it doesn't look like what you started with in your brain. You know what I mean? Yeah. There, there's like two kinds of people when it comes to creation and this is for uh, musicians, writers and, and anything of the sort. And I've discovered that it's the exact same way with editing. You are either, a gardener or an architect. These are the different extremes of it. You can either mm-hmm. build everything beforehand, build the structure, build it all out and be like, this is exactly what I'm going to do. This is how movies are made now. You know, it's like everything is completely and utterly planned out every step, every detail. And then there's the gardener method, which is where you plant it, And then you kind of see what happens and then it grows up mm-hmm. and then you're like, okay, all right, there you go. I've got my plant now. I feel like and, you want to be an architect, but because of time crunches and me being insane, you are a gardener. It's like here, I've planted this thing. It's grown. Now let's see if I can toss it all together and see if it actually forms something. <laughs> That's what I feel like. It gives me anxiety because sometimes we film and I'm just like, how is this going to turn into anything that's worth watching? And then Brian just does his magic and it's like, oh, okay, that actually turned out pretty decent. That's because that's how it is with Dylan, too. I will tell him, all right, I'm like, don't ask questions, but I need you 
to bend over and pick this thing up and then wave it in the air. And now he knows to just do it. <laughs> and I'm like, you'll see why later. But I, if I, yeah, I, I've never heard that analogy, but I'm definitely an architect in all of the creative things I do. I mean, even with circus, like if I'm just sitting, I'm, I'm in front of a window right now. And if I'm just sitting, staring out the window, I'll think of a whole routine in my head before I even go and try out the little parts. Mm. So, okay, you were talking a little bit about the the product side. So you guys have some new products coming out soon, don't you? I saw something on, I feel like, Instagram the other day. Yeah, we have a lot of new products coming out, like 10 at once, which how is many, absolutely insane. How many products do you have now? We have 10, and we have 10 more coming out. So we'll have 20 by the end of the year, hopefully. Wow. That's crazy. So how is like, do you, are you involved in that side at all? Or is that more just Dylan's thing or how, how do you guys balance that out? I would say that's mostly Dylan's thing because he really likes, um, that side of the business. Um, you know, I'll get involved when it comes to promoting and doing like the social media and stuff, but that's all him, which, you know, it is a big it sucks up a lot of time. So, <laughs> but he's not like down in the basement right now, like making giant vats of sauces. Is he, <laughs> <laughs> he could be, he's just down there that. with a the giant paddle. Just like, <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> like I just, that has been him before. <laughs> I remember seeing something with like mushroom cloud of, uh, like just, dust of something everywhere in what I thought was the actual kitchen, but there's like a basement kind of situation going on with the, where that is. Cause that, yeah. And that there was just dust everywhere for a long time. Yeah. That, that was like pre Reeves. He was doing that stuff in the basement, but I came into it just in time to help him clean up all the mushroom dust. So I was able to everywhere. get yeah, I was able to get involved somehow, but that is where he does his product development. So down in the basement, that's where he chose to be. I didn't put him there. That's where his desk is. I think he likes to be down there because he told me, I don't know if he was joking or not, but I don't like it cold. So he'll go down in the basement and like make it chilly so that I don't bother him. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. So where do you, what, where do you see yourselves going? Like with this whole, well, your world thing, like personally, everything, like, what do you, what do you hope to do with this and get out of it and get into the world and all that kind of fun stuff? I mean, I guess just short term, it would be cool if we were able to, you know, have, have a little team and, you know, some of the things that, you know, I'm not disappointed that I didn't use what I went to school for but a lot of the things I did go to school for was like the psychology of business and how to make things more efficient and I, I think it would be fulfilling for me if I was able to actually you know have like a guinea pig test subject group to try that stuff out on and kind of make it just you know I I want to make I want everyone that eventually works for well your world to feel like I do or to feel what you felt Brian where like they actually feel valued and part of a team and they can kind of customize their roles. And it's not like these traditional jobs where that, you know, people don't like you questioning things and they don't want to hear your ideas and whatnot. Yeah, I get that. 
I'd like to do that one of these days, but I don't think I'd be very good at managing people. So that'd be Jessica's job. No, you'd be awful at managing people. Although I did. I'll step out and give the inspirational speeches, though. <laughs> I have already planned. Like, I already have like a list in my head of who I'm going to hire if we ever get to the point where we can hire people. <laughs> That's <laughs> like, true. I'm like, OK, I'll hire you. I'll hire you. I'll hire you. Um, but yeah, it's there's just so much stuff that goes into it that people can't even imagine. I just can't even imagine. So um, I know you you. Well, you're not you're you're not really behind the scenes anymore at first you were kind of more behind the scenes and and now everyone's gotten to know you and love you and um so we appreciate you coming out and coming out from behind the camera and all that stuff <laughs> and, and getting on the channel because i i really do think that it has made a big difference and that you guys can just keep you know growing it and 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 making more of an impact on people by spreading this message that you guys are spreading so yeah, and I think the great thing about your channel and ours is it just kind of like I was saying in the beginning where I'm always seeking a place to, you know, hang out with like-minded people. I think especially now where we're kind of all stuck at home, I think that's so important for a lot of people. You know, I'll hop on like you guys will do a live stream or, you know, Nutmeg Notebook or Chef AJ. And it's cool to be able to just hop on and say like, Hey, and hello to like all these familiar people, you know, mm -hmm. you start to build this little club and it's really awesome. Yeah, yeah. And when you, when you switch to this kind of eat, way of eating, I think sometimes, and I think that's probably why you, as you said, you were looking for more of a community. It can feel kind of isolating at first because you've just given up all the stuff that you're used to socializing over with people. You're not, mm -hmm. you, you can't go to that restaurant and eat that stuff anymore. Like that's not part of what you do anymore. And so you kind of, um, you, you do, it has been, I think doing the, one of the best parts I say about doing the YouTube channel for us has been creating our own little community and then getting to know people like you guys and just people who get it. Like they understand what we're doing and even just beyond eating plant-based, I think like, doing a plant-based YouTube channel, like getting to know people who do that has been really cool for us because it's just, you know, it's, it's our people. <laughs> so, yeah. I got to say, uh, though that, you know, we, we definitely need to hang out again at some point in time. And hopefully, you know, you guys will not give us like a couple hours to plan ahead yeah, and, yeah. Like, and then only spend a couple hours with us. Like that was just that was it was kind of it was kind of cruel, actually, because here we are. It's like we meet you guys and it's like all new and it's all happy and we're all like, yay, we're all together. And then it's just like and you're gone again. And we're just like, oh, man, it's like it's like. I felt like we could have honestly spent like a, a good, a good solid weekend hanging out with each other and, and it would have been, would have, would have been fantastic. So yes, could have showed you around the city and everything. Well, we did get to walk to the arch. So that's that was, true. you know, that was our, that's And our, then after the fact, you think of like a million things. Oh, I should have talked to them about this. I should have talked to them about that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. I can't wait till we can just like travel again, like normal. And cause we just love going places. And so we'll definitely, come and visit you guys um and and do all that stuff but yeah it's just it's been a weird weird time lately but yes it was so much fun getting getting to at least meet you guys in person because it's like you we see you on the screen all the time and it's like oh hey they're like real people in real life <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah you guys are super close to my hometown so 
I'm sure it'll be easy in the future. Easier in the future to make it happen for sure. Yeah. I mean, Chicago's not that far away. At least for us. I mean, a few hours. All things drive. considered. When you drive from Phoenix. That's true. Not... We we did Austin to St. Louis one time and that was the most brutal drive that I think we've ever done. So in one day. In one day. Yes. And it was it was just not cool. But uh, other, I mean, I I really like road trips anyway. Maybe one of these days we can drive down to uh, to your neck of the woods, though, and uh, we can have fun. It'll be good. And you could take the Route 66 the whole way there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, I've always wanted to do that drive. Actually, I've always wanted to do the full Route 66 drive from Chicago. Me on down. too. It's like high up. Well, it's not high up there on the bucket list, as in it replaces other things. I just know it's like one of the most doable things that we could do, like right now. So yeah. I'm like really excited to do it. And I've I've been to the beginning of it in Chicago, and I've been to the end of it in California. And so like, and then of course we live in St. Louis, and it's like right along. It's a big it's a big stretch in St. Louis. That's like there's a bunch of restaurants and stuff on there that are famous and well known now for being like on Route 66. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's definitely on my bucket list as well to, to drive the entire length, preferably in a convertible. So, <laughs> well, thank you for coming on the show with us. We really appreciate you coming on and everyone out there obviously needs to check out well, your world. So we'll put all the links to everything in the description of the podcast. I like how I'm doing this, right? I'm pointing right now. Like I She's do pointing, like I do when on, on the YouTube videos. Um, but and nobody can hear me nodding, but I am nodding. She, That's true. <laughs> yes. Nodding. Well, we've all been, I was like, I was nodding along with a lot of stuff and I was just like, yeah, nobody can hear me. Nobody hear me can nodding. see or hear you. Yes. They can't hear you nodding, but, um, if you guys are somehow living under a rock and have not heard of well, your world, check them out because they make awesome videos every week and all kinds of content. They've got sauces and they've got everything that you could possibly want from a whole food plant-based entity <laughs> um so yes thank you for coming on and and chatting with us we really do appreciate getting getting reeves on i was i was a little nervous you were going to tell us you didn't want to be on our show but <laughs> no i was honored i'm like are you sure me you're like me okay. little of me <laughs> yeah of course <laughs> of course we want you reeves um but yes brian do you want to do your your thing now yeah but i also wanted to add on that there was no doubt in my mind that i wanted to have you on the show because you were an undeniably interesting person and oh, that, cool. that is one of the highest compliments that I can give anyone. And I promise you that. So I truly do mean that. I, I loved hanging out with you and Dylan. And I really do look forward to the day when we can do it again. So uh, everyone awesome. out there listening, please subscribe to the podcast, wherever it is that you have found this podcast. Uh, and, uh, you know, you, you should get notified whenever uh, we post a, a new uh, episode of, of the podcast. But I think that's pretty much all i got for this one i thought we weren't supposed to say that i try not to but it just sort of keeps happening it's every only, time i it's only especially when you're videos. near me when you're near me then it's you're like, just like that's you know all that's all i got that's all i got, oh, all I got. No, is that all not. you got reebs <laughs> that's all i got all right well we'll, we'll, we'll see, see you next time, time on, on i'm, I'm losing, losing it, it. Woo.